Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I absolutely love those solo podcasts because I feel like I am speaking directly to you and it would give me great joy if this episode resonated with you or if there are any offers or topics that really connected with you. I sincerely would appreciate you reaching out to me and the best way that you can reach out directly to me very active on LinkedIn. Look for Deborah Coviello or the Drop-In CEO, or also you can reach out to me via the Drop-In CEO website where you go to my contact page. And let's just start a conversation. Now, I am super excited about this week's topic. This is the first really, really deep conversation I have had with a senior leader to glean their insights and package it in a way that you can benefit from their leadership experience. But before I get into that, I would be remiss if I didn't share some of the opportunities that maybe you can leverage in order to move forward in your career with confidence. And when I extend these offers, Mind you, you can be at any place you are at in your career, whether you are an emerging leader or a senior leader that has navigated their way to higher areas of responsibility. Maybe think about somebody in your care that could potentially leverage some of these offers to become the leader of tomorrow. And so I am pleased to share, I have this amazing mastermind, Emerging Leaders Mastermind. We are offering this on July 11th and July 18th, 45 minutes of a workshop that will help you hone your value and your message when you show up for a networking opportunity or perhaps a new kickoff of a project. How best can we message our value so that we are seen, heard, and respected? I really believe in this because sometimes our subject matter experts, our emerging leaders, have never received training in how to message themselves and be marketable. And so I am also super excited about the Drop-In C-Suite Academy, this three-month experience, high-touch, intensive learning, open office hours, one-on-one coaching, and guest speakers, all within a three-month experience starting August 22nd. We have had a number of people go through the C-Suite Academy, and I can tell you that they have often or definitely moved on in their careers. Many of them have been promoted, moved to new roles, and definitely leading and moving forward with confidence. But if these offers are not appropriate for you at this time, might I suggest The CEO's Compass, my book, Your Guide to Get Back on Track, is a great, great resource where you will hear about many of my experiences as well as insights on how to use a compass to get back on track with your career and move forward and achieve peace of mind. But now this is the part I am very excited about. It is about connection and it's about building relationships. And I have been reaching out to dozens and dozens of leaders to gain their wisdom 
in response to two simple questions. What were the opportunities you had that supported your career growth? And what were the challenges and how did you manage them? So I started this journey because I do create a lot of great content and insights, not only my own, but also by bringing guests onto the show. But I am not all-knowing. I know that I don't know everything. And so I have been interviewing so many people out there, leaders of today, as well as ones of tomorrow. They have challenges at all levels of their evolution during their career journey. And it has served me in a few ways. One, it gives me the opportunity to stay current on the issues facing those leaders that I sincerely care about and do serve when I do drop into organizations and solve business issues, or as I shared with you some of my offers, working with you one-on-one to develop your leadership abilities to be the leader that you are meant to be. But it also just helps me to build relationships with people I sincerely care about. And so I am pleased to share these insights from a senior leader that I had the opportunity to speak to, but it is under the theme of the formula for marketing your leadership. So let me start with first the great gem that I want to talk about is really knowing why do you lead and what is the value you provide to the people in your care. So it all starts with if you choose to lead and it is something that you want, first of all, you must have a very positive attitude and a thirst for knowledge. So it all starts with you. You've got to find a place where you get excited and you're jazzed about and you're sincerely interested in growing. You need to be a lifelong learner. You should have a mentor or maybe invest in a mastermind. If you are excited about this passion that you think you want to lead, you definitely need a support system around you. And at the same time, you use it as an opportunity to check yourself and ask if you want to lead and what type of leader you want to be. So I find this first step is extremely valuable. It is the first step in determining who are you, who you serve, how you will serve, and what problems you can solve. And this is a simple exercise. You could put this down on paper. Who are you? Who you serve? How will you serve them? And what problems you solve? Do this simple exercise to get crystal clear because it is the starting point of, I will say it, your elevator pitch, (laughs) which is key that you should be practicing it over and over again because you never know when you're going to be asked. So tell me about yourself. You don't want to do it the old-fashioned way of what's my name, what's my job title, and what do I do in that capacity? That is very boring. You need to stand out. But by creating the elevator pitch and delivering your message, and I said message, not just information, your message in a way to show them that you have vision, you want to inspire others, and you are worthy of being followed and for people to ask you more. Learning how to deliver an elevator pitch, knowing what kind of leader you want to be is the first step in marketing yourself and a critical tool in your toolbox. And I will say, if you can say it and see it, then you will become it. So think about it. If you can say it and you can see it, then you will become it. So it starts with you investing in yourself, understanding the value you provide, be able to say it, be able to see yourself in that new role. And when you message it, ultimately people will see you in that new light. So 
The next thing I want to share with you is you need to evolve your value in an environment that cultivates your passion and skills. It is wasted time if you are not in an environment, an organization, or a team, or with a leader that doesn't sincerely appreciate the value that you've come to articulate and market about yourself. And again, it is a challenge. You need to try, try different ways to be able to be seen, heard, and respected. But the best advice from this leader I spoke to is first, find a job that you are passionate about and, and, and may I say, and consider a rapidly growing or changing company or situation, one with opportunities also to interface with customers. And when you love the work that you're doing and thrown into a fast-paced environment, learning is at your highest level, both the good and the bad. You learn from this process and you iterate rapidly to hone your technical skills as well as your leadership skills. And you can practice implementing the value that you have articulated. And so I found personally, when I have been working in startup companies, while there is a lot of ambiguity, maybe there is no standards, no procedure, no foundation, no systems or tools. These are the environments that we know what we're made of, where our leadership can be practiced and evolved over and over again. And while you may wear a lot of hats and you may feel uncomfortable at times, I promise you these environments are critical to developing your leadership skills and validating your value and your marketability. And so I can assure you that this advice from this corporate leader is sound. I have experienced it. So think about your situation and how can you put yourself in a place where you're passionate about the work and It's in a fast-paced environment. Now, this next idea. Oh, my God. I mean, I've heard about this before, but the way it was articulated to me was amazing. It was pursue excellence in everything you do and give up on perfection. I'll say it again. Pursue excellence in everything you do and give up on the perfection. Oh my. (laughs) And the funny thing is, I know I'm an engineer. I grew up in a manufacturing environment. If you're a quality person, a regulatory person, sometimes person of an area of compliance, you must be perfect. Sometimes lives depend on it. However, if you are in an environment for which you don't have to be perfect, but excellence is celebrated, that is an area where you can clearly show your leadership and bring people along. So once you've honed your expertise and value, you may be able to apply your skills with skills and agility. People need to see your value over and over again. You also must be in a place of having grace and being kind to yourself as well as others. When It is not perfect because it shows your humanity. And when you acknowledge the humanity of others, when things are imperfect, it is an opportunity for you to build respect and loyalty. And how can you recoup and move on? When leadership comes, the responsibility to have an impact, but you also must be mindful of any risk. So to what I said before is be careful where perfection is not necessary and other places where perfection is absolutely mandatory. But in the end, 
pursuing excellence is also about gaining respect of the people in your care. And when they understand the value you bring and you are in pursuit of excellence, they will follow you and have your back. Now, a quick side story. This podcast <laughs> it is not perfect. I think maybe occasionally you will hear me flub my words. You occasionally will hear my dog, Reagan, in the background make a cameo appearance, and I don't stop the recording. I just keep going. And I will tell you way in the beginning, before I recorded episode number one, I was concerned. I wasn't sure I could do it. I didn't think it would be perfect. And then even doubting myself, would people be interested in what I had to say? I knew in my heart I had a lot to say and share with people. But then somebody showed up at the right time. Just before I recorded, I was networking with somebody and we were just collaborating and talking about what was going on in our lives. And I told them that I had a challenge pushing the button to record my first episode. And she, when I sincerely remember the conversation, she said, what's holding you back? And then I said, it's myself. And it was that blind spot that I had that I was in pursuit of perfection rather than simply excellence that held me back. So don't let that happen to you. I didn't let it happen to me. We are now at episode 240, a long way from episode one. And I am still not perfect. This episode is not perfect, but hopefully it is excellent for you. So let's move on to another amazing point that I got from this individual very very wise, is be a student of people. And this is how we connect and have greater impact. When you take your technical knowledge and add the art of reading and engaging with people, you further evolve your impact. You need to be able to read their body language, their engagement, and how they even look at people. I might also add you should focus on not only what is said, but more importantly, what is not said. Sometimes the silence speaks volumes and a wise leader will study this deeply. I will often ask the person who has not contributed anything to a conversation, any respectful, kind, curious way, and ask them what they think. When you ask people what they think versus what would you do, When you ask people for their opinion and what they think, they may be of the personality or type that wants to be called upon. They may need time to figure what their contribution can be. And so when a leader is curious about the silence, the study of people and how they behave differently, we may bring out the best of that person. And because we sincerely cared about an individual who was quiet and asking what they think or what their opinion is, we become the leader that they want to follow and continue to engage with. And that's just one example of being a student of people. I continue to this day, try to understand why people behave the way they do, and maybe not in the way I expect them to do, or maybe you. I'm sure you know a few of those people, but study them, ask questions, be curious about their behavior, understand their past perspective and history. You may become wise and be able to bring the best out of them. Because when we study the people, we bring out the best in the people. You become the leader. Again, they want to follow. And now, another great point from this leader. Again, we are full of insights. We're going to keep going a little bit longer here, but he talks about invest in learning versus simply training. 
Leaders need to assure that people are trained to achieve their perspectives. There is a compliance element for which we must provide training to our people. Yes, we must. But what is the greater outcome we want to achieve? We want to build the capability. We want to build their confidence. We want to build their capacity to be able to contribute. There's a lot of C's in that. (laughs) I just realized, but confidence, capability, capacity in order to contribute to the greater outcome. We do that. Yes, we have to train. But what we also need to do is create a learning environment for which when people are trained, we need to continue the conversation about what did they learn? How did it apply to them? And how will they apply it in their situation? We need to ask people these questions so they can internalize it. And by doing this over and over again. Again, this is how adults learn, maybe even children as well. We don't just memorize things. We need to have deep understanding. And by investing in learning, by asking questions, asking people to demonstrate their understanding and rewarding the behavior that we want to achieve. This is coaching, mentoring, whatever word you prefer. But this is what we need to do is invest in the learning of our people and yourself. And yourself, you are always on a learning journey. When we do this, again, you become a leader worth following. People want to follow you. It is also investing in the leaders of tomorrow. And again, this is all part of marketing your leadership. It's not just what you say. And what we say is important. I start with that. But it is also the behavior that people see in how you lead. And then they start looking at you as the leader that they want to model the same behavior. And that's how marketing works. It's the behaviors and values that people share and becoming loyal to a brand and then following and buying and pursuing and also becoming the leaders of tomorrow. So again, all of this is about marketing. And another tidbit, and again, this is a repeat of what I have shared with you, but always be asking for feedback. Great companies engage with people as part of consumer insights and market research to ensure their products and services meet the needs. Leaders must also do this with your people. Because when you invest in your people and ask for feedback or give feedback, you are paying tribute to your internal customers. When you pay tribute to internal customers by ask, creating an environment that where feedback is perceived as positive and an opportunity to evolve, you create that work environment where feedback is positive. People understand their roles. People can evolve their impact your customers are going to feel it. So think about it. Always ask for feedback. Show people how to ask or receive for feedback. It's going to have an impact. And again, it leads to the marketing of your leadership. You become the leader worth following. And this is one of the second to last one. We're almost done here, but just stay with me because these gems, these pieces of wisdom are amazing. Learn what you will do and not do. We can all complain about a boss or leader that didn't match our values or ways of working or behavior. And we can complain about them all day, but just see it as a gift. You now see how not to be. And it further validates the leader you want to be based on the behaviors and values you have seen demonstrated in others. So each one is a learning experience. The obvious one is if you have a great leader that takes care of you or you've seen their leadership and you want to model their behavior. But equally important is look at those leaders that you don't want to be like, because that certainly enriches the kind of leader you want to be. Now, 
This is the last one, but this is one of the best ones. It's called the 70-30 rule. Be the leader you want to be, and it will happen. Now, in whatever role we are in in the organization, we are required to deliver results and to our employees, to the business, and to our customers. And they depend on that, that you execute consistently. But you must also continue to invest in yourself and evolve your impact by seeing yourself and acting at the next level. This is key to being seen and recognized at the next level. And the wise leader who shared this formula with me talked about act 70% in your current role and 30% acting at the next level. Now, how do you do that? You are so busy all the time executing at the current level, but look at the work that you're currently doing on a daily basis and pick an area you can improve your skill. Now, I'll give you one example. I had to do presentations all the time and I delivered them the same way that everybody at my functional level delivered. They were five or six bullet points on each PowerPoint slide and I spoke to those talking points and I delivered the information that was required. However, at the next level, we deliver messages and I found a presentation, a corporate presentation that talked about strategy and the enablers and critical things, and roadmaps, et cetera, all the things that the next level of leadership said, ooh, I said, that's a cool way to present. But then I said, wait a second, I can adopt that style to my own. And so I soon learned to create PowerPoints that simply had an image, an infographic, a picture with maybe only two or three words off to the side to prompt a message, not information, but a message. And as soon as I started delivering information in a concise and deliberate way, rather than the old way or the current position of speaking rapidly as a subject matter expert, knowing my stuff and delivering it real quick, I took the position of seeing myself as the future leader and delivering messages for impact in a way that leaders at the next level could consume and understand it. So the 70-30 rule, remember this, it's critical to being seen, heard, and respected and marketing your leadership. And so I am grateful to this leader who has inspired this article. I am grateful to know the person and they sincerely took the time to know that their thoughts would be shared by others and hopefully inspire many of you. So if you thought this message, this solo podcast was interesting, helpful to you, I sincerely ask one, please come back and listen to another episode of the Drop-In CEO podcast, whether it is a guest episode we release on Mondays or a solo episode where I share either my own insights or that of an amazing person I had the opportunity to know. So with that, I want to thank you for engaging with me on another episode of the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I am grateful for the opportunity to share insights and inspiration to inspire you, help you with your career, and be not only the leader of today, but the leader of tomorrow. And with that, I thank you and wish you continued success and be well. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, The CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership 
navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass Assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.